Hey, this is professional writer Sarah Kanata, and welcome to the Twitter Write podcast. Before I go any further, further, let me introduce you to global Twitter marketing specialist Keith Keller. Keith, welcome. Hey, it's look, it's been almost a month, you know, since we had our last podcast, and I, I don't believe how much you've achieved in four weeks. It's less than four weeks, and I think you had at that time 265 followers. You hadn't you hadn't done that awesome article with Kaz, which went viral. Uh, we, you're up to 900 followers now. You're going to crack a thousand in less than six weeks. And and this stuff is working. It's so exciting. I mean, it? it definitely is. The kind of numbers that I'm reaching six weeks after we first started chatting, I mean, a month, it's only been a month since you've been away. And some of the stats and the numbers that we've got pretty much proves that what we're doing here is working. So, I mean, I'll run mm. you through what actually happens. So, Kaz Aston is your friend. She's an MS global campaigner. And basically, I started chatting with her. She flicked me through a media release about an upcoming MS patient summit conference in Rome. And I wrote up basically a pre and a post event article. Now, just to, now you're a stats man. I'm not. I'm a writer for sure. But I mean, I think people will identify better if I do provide them with the stats. So, article number one generated 6.9 thousand Facebook likes, 46 shares, and over 3,000 retweets. Now, we're talking about Huffington Post articles here. So, you know, I was pretty happy with that. Any writer would be, but it got better. Article number two generated 8.2 thousand Facebook likes and over 5,000 retweets. Now, that's massive numbers. And that's basically Mm. thanks to Twitter because I met you and I met Kaz. And, you know, it's really just about opening up doors, isn't it? Yeah, I, I actually think this is the piece about Twitter that most people miss. Like, um, I want to I want to specifically talk about organic, uh, organically building your following, because a lot of people are asking me about these these bogus deals where you can get like five thousand followers for twenty nine dollars, which sounds very compelling, but you're just getting a guy in you know on a laptop in Bangalore who's being paid point one of one cent. To follow people all day, which I guess is a bit better than writing a tuk-tuk, but he has no interest in you. He's not the slightest bit interested in following you or engaging with you, employing you, retweeting you. He's just being told to, he or she, is just being told to follow you and then they'll get some money. You know, and it's a, it's some of it's probably even computer generated. I actually don't exactly know how they can do it for that price. But at the moment, the the biggest special you can get is a hundred thousand followers for two hundred and nineteen dollars. And a lot of people are actually getting suckered into this. But I want to I want to explain your story from the point of view that in four weeks you got nine hundred organic followers, one of which was Kaz Aston, who lives in London, as a result of you networking with her because she knew me. She had the trust in you and me to let you write that article about her. It went viral. You did a second one. It went got even better. And if we measure tweet reach, which we did talk about a little bit in this last show, you you reached 2.6 million people on an account which four weeks ago had about 200 people. It's pretty astounding. I mean... To be honest with you, unless I was looking at the numbers myself, I wouldn't believe it. But I mean, I think what we're getting at here, 
with these tweets or followers that you can actually just buy, you're not really gaining an audience. You're just gaining a number, aren't you? Yeah, something to talk about at a party and something to sort of put in a brag book. So, I mean, by doing it, you know, the organic way, basically the way that we've done it, it's only taken four weeks anyway. And I've actually got followers who are interested in the content that I'm writing, who are basically retweeting me, reading what I'm doing. And it's a whole lot better than me having, say, 2.5 million people who aren't interested in what I do. It's basically just a number for me to spruik, isn't it? Yeah. And I mean, I, I know this stuff sounds a bit techie, but I, I want to really decode on this because I've been away for a, a month. I went to Broome. I rode camels. I, I went out back. <laughs> I was out of the loop. But you know what I was doing occasionally at night after a big long bus ride is I was checking in on you. And like I saw things happen. I thought I saw you click over 500 followers and then I heard you I saw you click over 10 times. We remember we started at 63, so I, I saw you click over 6, 630, which was 10 times your follower count. I, I saw you click that over. I saw you click over 800 yesterday. I saw you click over 900 today. Almost certainly within a week, you're going to click over 1,000. Probably by the end of June, you'll probably click over 1260, which is 20 times. This is I, I am a numbers man, but this is very, very powerful. In less than 60 days, you are going to do 20 times your follower count with one idea, which we're going to talk about in this podcast, and it's simply follow 20 people a day for 90 days. You've done it in 60. But how was that going, this idea of following others and, and getting people to follow you back and then following people and having discussions? Talk about it from your point of view because you were absolutely new to this. How does it feel? You said it was easy to do, but what does it feel like for a Twitter newbie to do this? Well, I think because you actually gave me something that was so easy to follow, it's been very easy. And obviously, because I have seen it working, I've kept at it. I mean, maybe I would have been a bit disheartened if it wasn't actually working for me. But as a newbie, to be told to basically follow 20 new people a day, look at who's followed you and, you know, get in touch with anyone that has and see what happens. It's a very easy and simple recipe to follow. And the flip side of that, I mean, as a writer, I need to make money as well. So it's actually not taking me a lot of time per day. So, I mean, it's yeah. basically... 20 minutes doing each of those things. 20 minutes dedicating time to following people. Now, when I've done that, the approach that I've taken is I don't just follow anybody. I follow people I'm actually interested in starting a conversation with and, you know, who are, mm. who, are in, who may be interested in what I'm doing and I'm definitely interested in what they're doing. So I'm not just following Kim Kardashian because I think she's cool. I'm following other writers. I'm following you know, magazines, websites, anything that I think is interesting to me and I might actually want to write for eventually. So I think yeah. that's the first important point to make. I'm not just clicking follow, follow, follow on anybody. And then secondly, what the other thing that's really important to do is I basically every day go back and check just who's followed me back and who's decided to follow me. And then I'll check out what they're doing. I mean, if they are one of those marketing people who are offering me, you know, a thousand new followers for whatever you said it was, five dollars, I pretty much ignore them. I don't even follow them back because, I mean, it's not something that I'm interested in. I don't need to do it because what we're doing here is working. 
But I mean, if yeah. someone, say an editor of a magazine or someone I'm just genu- genuinely in- interested in, because I mean, I am writing a kid's picture book as well. So I've been connecting with a lot of illustrators via Twitter, which is great. So I will actually just direct message them. And more often than not, they actually do come back to me. And, you know, it's a pretty, it's very conversational. There's no, you know, I'm not trying to sell them anything. I'm actually interested mm. in what they do. Yeah. Look, this is so important. I'm, just in case you want to track this, and this is the first time you've heard this conversation, um, Sarah's Twitter handle is Kanata A-U, C-A-N-N-A-T-A-A-U. Now, at the moment, she has 902 followers, and she's achieved that by following 1,715 people, which is a 52% follow-back rate. Now, I know I talk a lot about the numbers, but this is what we're talking about here. You follow 20 people, and around figures, about 50% of them, if you do this well, should follow you back. The best result I've had is 58%. I usually get about 40%, but Sarah, my star student, is getting a 52% follow-back ratio. So that means that for every 1,000 people she follows, 500 people follow her back, and she's got a chance to chat to them. This is extraordinary. I don't think you could buy this type of exposure. Definitely not. And it comes back to connections as well, especially because, I mean, no one's going to make money directly from Twitter. You know, I don't get money because I've got 900 followers, but it's more of a long-term strategy. What I'm looking at here is creating connections that later on I can use. Like, you know, I've got connections now in the US, the UK, the UAE, that's really important when it comes to my book because I am going to go down the self-publishing route. So, I mean, when it comes to the time when I've got a finished product, I've got people in all these different locations who I've already yeah. been chatting with. You know, we've been chatting about various things, what they do, what I do, no selling at all. And just basically it's about connections. And I think what Twitter does really well is that it opens up doors. You just need to be willing to step through them and to see mm. – the big picture, not, you know, you can't expect to basically, you know, go from 63 to a thousand followers in one day. And it's not something that you're going to be able to directly, you know, relate to money. But I mean, long-term strategy wise, any writer out there, anyone with any business sense will know that to build anything worthwhile, it does take time. So, I mean, you're far better off building your followers organically so that you do actually have an audience and not just a number. And, I mean, the other part of what else I've been doing is I dedicate 20 minutes to live tweeting. And it's more, to be honest with you, sharing other people's tweets. And, again, it comes back to things that I'm interested in. I'm not just clicking retweet on anything. I mean, a lot of what I do and what I write about is – about people, entrepreneurs who have a bigger vision than themselves. So, I mean, I'll often jump onto accounts, Ariana Huffington, for example, and retweet the things that she's tweeting or Oprah or, you know, it's all pretty much, it comes back to my brand. So I'm not just, you know, tweeting junk for the sake of it. I'm actually Mm. retweeting things that all directly align to what I'm doing and what I'm trying to build. So I think that's the other important part because, I mean, when I have explained what I'm doing here with my friends, I mean, they know my workload. It's pretty hectic. And their first question is, well, are you just sitting at your laptop all day live tweeting? Because, you know, that's a lot of time you must be spending. And, I mean, to be honest with you, 
I actually retweet more than I share my own content. So, mm. I mean... What we call the 80-20 well, exactly. rule. exactly. Yeah. We've talked about it before. And I think that's what people need to get their head around. You're not basically tweeting constantly to try and spruik yourself and sell people things. What you're doing is you're making your feed very content-rich. So it's full of quality. It's full of things that your audience will actually find interesting. It's not just a matter of, you know, selling eight blogs for 450. I mean, that's not going to work anyway. So really, you're just wasting your time. But I think if people get their head around the whole sharing instead of just direct selling, I mean, this isn't Facebook boosting. And this is proving far more effective than if you were to pay. It's, it, it certainly is, isn't it? I mean, we're coming up to the end of the first 15 minutes. And if you've been following us along, you know that typically uh, my, my podcasts are 15-minute blocks. And we're coming up to the end of the first one. I'll wrap it up here. And we'll come back because I, w- I want to share more about what you're talking about. But I also want to share a story that happened this week about this idea of sharing that has nothing to do with sales. And... Everything that we're doing today, we're wrapping around a new philosophy that I've just created called Twitter Magic 123. Follow first, follow back, follow up. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in part two. So we're going to play a little bit of music and then we're going to come back with the second part of this. Uh, this is actually our third podcast in the Twitter Right series. And we are killing it. We are really rocking, aren't we? We are rocking. I'm so excited about what we're talking about here, and I'm going to probably stitch these together so that there's a little bit of unity. We're talking about a fundamental principle that, because of you, I've now coined this phrase, Twitter magic one, two, three. And what you're doing really is magic. Follow first, follow back, follow up. And everything that we're talking about here is the exact opposite to the marketing model where you just buy your followers because you, you want lots of people to think that you're you know, fantastic and famous. What you're doing is you're actually creating real relationships with real people and, and, and you're really creating what uh, Wayne Dyer once called real magic. Aren't Definitely you? am. I mean, it's been quite incredible what has happened over the last month since you've been away and definitely over the six weeks since we've started. I mean, if you had have told me when we first started this that I'm going to end up with 900 followers as we speak now, I would have said to you, hmm, I think we're, we're over-exaggerating here. But I mean, what I've done is followed your formula to a T and it's basically worked. Mm. Well, I've got a story to share in a minute about a really great use of social media in general, but I want to decode on follow first, follow back, follow up, because it's working for you And I want everyone who's listening to this, writers or not, to benefit from your wisdom. So follow first is the principle that basically you follow 20 people a day for 90 days. And you should, within that time, if if you're getting the 50% ratio, should have about 900 to 1,000 followers. But you have been able to do that in six weeks. As I said, you are my star (laughs) student. I've never and do this so fast. But as you're saying, it's very simple. Well, it is. And I think part of the reason I've actually been so successful in what I'm doing is because I've actually strategically followed people. I'm not just following anyone. I'm not following, you know, I have some celebrities that I'm interested in. But mostly what I'm interested in is connecting with writers and people 
in the space that I'm interested in. So what I'm actually doing is I tend to find one person who's really interesting and, you know, has something to do with something that I'm writing about. Ariana Huffington, for example. And then what I'll do is go in and check out her followers. Now, a lot of them will be irrelevant to what I'm doing, but a lot of them won't be. And if there's any interest from my end in someone in her followers list, I'll basically just go through and follow them. So, I mean, it is a little bit strategic the way I'm doing it. I'm not just simply following everyone under the sun. But, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. It's definitely working. Mm. Well, I, I, I specifically want to pull that apart because in I think in the first episode, or it might have been in the second, I mentioned a site called We Follow, which is a site you can go to if you haven't got a strategy. But it sounds like what you're doing is you're going to some of the people that you admire and looking at the people that are following them and thinking, well, if they follow Ariana, they may follow me too. Well, exactly. And I did actually use the We Follow website in maybe the first week or so, just when I was starting up, just to get my head around how this was going to evolve and how I was going to manage it and all of that kind of stuff. But I mean, as I've become more comfortable with what I'm doing, I think what's important is finding people who are talking about the same kind of things that I write about and that I'm interested in. And basically, it only makes sense that their audience is also going to be interested in that same space. So, I mean, by following their following followers, sorry, I've basically just, you know, I'm targeting, if you'd like for a better word, mm-hmm. people who are pretty much going to be interested in what I'm writing about anyway. So, I mean... It's, I, mean I love the fact that you're strategizing. You're actually taking this basic principle of 20 followers a day for 90 days and you're going even deeper into it and this is why you're having such success there's actually a three-point plan that you're following almost intuitively because you you've launched straight back into follow back uh, even before i mentioned it so the follow first idea is that you take the initiative you follow people that you're interested in. That's that's the first thing. And as you said, it probably only takes you 20 minutes. You can do it on the tram. You can do it while you're boiling the kettle. You can do it while you're waiting for a bus. It's so easy to do, you can do it any time. But the second part, which a lot of people miss, is this idea of following back, checking the people that follow you and actually engaging with them, following back and saying, hey, Michael, I, I noticed that we've got a bit of synergy here. Thanks for following. How are you? And then suddenly you've got this really great chance to have an, an, a, um, a conversation with someone who has taken the initiative. Uh, are you doing a bit of this as well? Definitely. I mean, unfortunately, sometimes I think we get caught up in only what we're doing and we forget about the fact that on the flip side, someone else has actually made the effort to connect with us. So, I mean, obviously they're interested in what we do. I mean, there's no harm in striking up a conversation with them. And I've actually had quite a few conversations with different people. And a lot of them do tend to be writers as well in the same space. And we'll, Mm. I mean, writers are creative people and we bounce ideas off one another. And the other thing that this has really helped me with is by speaking to other people and seeing what they're doing, I'll get other story ideas as well. So, I mean, it's really important to remember that other people have taken that time to follow you. It's not just about you and building your followers. It's also about building the connections that later down the line are going to be useful to you. So, I mean, I would definitely suggest that anyone who follows you, check out what they're doing. 
I mean, if they do tend to be part of that whole marketing tribe of just trying to sell you followers, I haven't actually pursued any of those people. But I mean, if they are in the same space that you're interested in, I would definitely strike up a conversation. And I mean, Mm, I've connected mm. with illustrators, writers, editors, journalists, everything. And I mean, I have nothing to lose. That's the way that I see it. Yeah, and I, I just I love I love the openness that you're approaching this with because that's exactly what I recommend. And the third step there is what I call follow up. And this idea is okay. You followed back the person that followed you, but I got a story from yesterday where um, a really cool millennial from New York who works for IBM uh, followed me, and so I just think this is what I personally recommend you do. I, I followed back to say, hello, how are you going? How is New York today? Right, and she wrote back and she says, oh, look, it's it's raining. I said, hang on, it's supposed to be summer, isn't it? She goes, yeah, yeah, it's flash flooding. And uh, it's really annoying. And, um, you know, I said, well, okay. So I said, stay safe and, you know, be, be, be careful. And suddenly, someone who followed me has become a sort of cyber friend. And we started bantering, and then she goes, oh, I love the fact that you do all these podcasts. I'd love to do podcasts. How do you do that? And we had a bit of a chat about that, and I said, oh, look, you're doing some good work, and I've got some friends in New York, and it turns out that they knew them. And so, you know, with a little bit of effort, with a little bit of a stretch of the imagination, you can actually make these amazing friendships with people that you would never have met otherwise. And this is the follow-up component, the, the live, organic uh, relationship building idea. Well, yeah, it's just. I mean, the other thing is that you just have to be open to what the universe pulls your way. I think, and that's that's basically what being an entrepreneur is all about. And I mean, if you're closing doors as soon as they open, I think you'll find it very hard in this particular space to get anywhere. But I mean, if you're open to what comes towards you, I mean, I tend to believe that people are drawn to us for a reason. I mean, why was it that you connected with me six weeks ago? You didn't know me. I didn't know you. And yet, fast forward six weeks, and we're doing this really awesome thing. So I think that sometimes the universe just throws things your way, and you just have to be a little bit open and receptive to receiving things. So, I mean, social media is all about that. It's really about connecting with people who you would never otherwise connect with, people from around the globe. So, I mean, if you want to connect with someone down the street, you just go visit them. Social media takes things to a different level, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I want to, actually, that's a perfect segue. I want, to, I want to share this story. This is probably the most exciting um, real-life story that I've, I've probably heard in two years. On Saturday, I got this video from a friend that says, oh, a very good friend, a mutual friend of ours is looking for her dad. She's 46 and she's never met her dad. You know, he was born in the Netherlands, moved to Canada, moved away. So she put a video on Facebook on Saturday. Yeah. And we can, I I didn't connect with her then because it's my weekend. But on Monday, I said, look, why don't you write a blog post about this? She goes, oh, geez, that's a good idea. Her name is Melanie Dodaro. She lives in uh, Canada, Kulkanook, LinkedIn expert, and sort of a mutual friend in the social media space. So on Monday, she wrote this blog post. It's probably Tuesday by the time she got round to it. She's already found her dad. Like within 72 hours of that blog post going live, she found her dad. 
Now, I don't know if this has ever happened before in the normal space of time because people go years and years and lifetimes without ever finding their relatives. And so on Monday morning, she had this idea. On Tuesday, she wrote a blog. On Wednesday, she found her dad. Wow, that is incredible. And it's so, I mean, she's so excited. Like it turns out that this guy, he's a pretty funky guy, lives in Thailand now. He's, a, he's an Elvis impersonator. And they had a good chat, and he's really quite excited about her coming over. She lives in Canada. He now lives in Thailand. And this all happened as a result of social media in general. And we're talking in very general terms. The, the original uh, video was on Facebook. And then I tweeted it on uh, about her blog. So we, we had a blog. She's on LinkedIn. She put it on Facebook. I tweeted it. And collectively, collectively, the whole planet got behind this. And uh, Kaz also got behind it. And we were, at one stage had reached about, I think, 1.4 million people. And they're all buzzing about trying to find Melanie's dad. And then on Wednesday, yesterday morning, she, she pinged me to say, I found him. I found him. And, I mean, I just love the idea that and that has no business connotation at all. But the point is that on a, a human level, someone has found their biological father 46 years after they were born. And I, look, I'm not sure that would have happened in the normal course of it. Yeah, I mean, for me as a writer, just listening to that story now, I think it's really, really, really interesting. And what I'm getting from that is that social media has actually helped to change someone's life because basically it's helped to find the missing jigsaw piece. And I mean, she, mm. without social media, she probably would have, who knows if she would have ever found her dad. And that would have been something that she would have carried within herself, that desire to connect with him forever. So mm. really, in this instance, social media has changed two people's lives. That's pretty massive. It's massive. And, and the fact is that it happened so quick. My gut feeling is that it may have happened eventually. It may not have ever happened. But we have a fact now that on Saturday she had an idea and by Wednesday she was ringing him. I mean, that's just massive. Well, I mean, it's also about immediacy, isn't it? And that's one thing that social media is. It's very immediate. If there's something that people are interested in, it can literally happen that quickly. And in this case, it's happened in 72 hours. And it's all about people pulling together and pulling together for a good cause as well. So I think people are really interested in stories and ideas, but stories and ideas that have that human element and interest to them as well. Yeah. It's not just, you know... If you're always jumping on Twitter trying to sell people things, it's not going to resonate with people. But, I mean, something like a human interest story or, you know, just facts about the world or, you know, people in parts of the world that, you know, are really struggling. That's the kind of stuff that people are actually interested in. Yeah. Well, look, this is the, the second part, and we'll wrap it up here, but I'm going to come back now with a third mini-section. I want you to... Just quintessentialize in maybe a few minutes what happened over the last four weeks and what's the lesson for writers. Let's end it there and come back with a nice fresh session so that you've got plenty of time to play this out. So we've been chatting about half an hour now, Sarah, and I really, really want to pull apart what you learnt here as a writer, I've been away for a month, or I was away for two weeks, but it's a month since we chatted last. What's happened and what have you learnt? And more importantly, what can writers learn from your lessons? 
I think writers need to think about the big picture. And sometimes, especially in my scenario, because I've obviously left my job and, you know, cash is tight. I think sometimes we think too quickly to take that job that leads to immediate money. However, I think what I've learned over the last six weeks and the last month since you've been gone is that sometimes what you need is actually a long-term strategy that's more likely to open doors in the future. Because let's face it, say I write a blog for $60. Great. $60 banked into my account. That $60 is never going to grow. It's always going to be $60, you know. But I mean, I think with what I'm doing here, I'm up to 900 followers. I've got a book up my sleeve. I've got different blog packages that, you know, I really believe in it. And I believe that, you know, because I'm targeting entrepreneurs and helping them to share their story and all that kind of thing. I think that by growing my followers and my audience on Twitter, I think at the end of the day, I'm doing myself a better service than by just looking at money. Yeah, that's that's such a brilliant idea. And I, I we haven't really ever talked about this, but I really want to give you the floor now to say, well, what do you do? What do you offer? And tell people how they can find you. And have you got a page for that yet? Or is that the, is it on your generic site, sarahcanada.com.au? So there's the generic site, sarahcanada.com.au. If people do jump on there, there's a blog. There's what I can help people with. There's all of my blog packages. I do do quite a few different things. So please do get in touch if you know, what you actually need me to do isn't exactly outlined there. But I mean, basically, I sell blog packages and I work a lot with entrepreneurs. But these entrepreneurs aren't just simply about selling products and services. They actually have a bigger vision than themselves. And it's all about their story, connecting with other people and helping them maybe just, you know, think about their lives and, you know, just connecting with them on some level. So, I mean, all businesses these days have a social and commercial purpose. I mean, that's something that, you know, is becoming more and more important. And the people that I'm working with are just some of the most inspiring people. And basically, I've met them all because of Twitter. We're talking about people like Annalise Jennings from Dynamic Exchange, Kaz Aston, an MS global campaigner. I mean, Daniel Flynn from Thank You Group. I've just written a HuffPost article about him. And I mean, that's the other thing that I do do. I am a regular Huffington Post contributor. So, I mean, you can find me online if you just Google search me. But I mean, Mm, mm. the reason I left the workforce is basically because I don't want to write about empty things, selling people empty products and services. And really, Twitter has really given me an audience to start communicating with people so that they're actually interested in what I do and the content that I write. And basically from there, a lot of it has been word of mouth, one person connecting me to another person. And I mean, Mm -hmm. even you, you've got so many great connections and you've connected me onto other people. And once they've actually discovered me and they've checked me out online, because I mean, that's only natural. If you put yourself out there, obviously people are going to go and Google you and read the kind of things that you're putting out there. I mean, once they've actually, I guess, trusted me and, you know, seen that there is substance in what I'm doing, they've been communicating with me. And it's, you know, it's always a matter of case of seeing what they need, seeing what I can do for them and just being honest about it. If I can't help someone, I'll tell them straight out, look, I'm not the right person for you. Maybe you need just a copywriter or something like that. But I mean, the kind of stories that I'm sharing now, they're just so inspiring. 
And the thing I have, look, I tell you what, I have, I've got to interject. I have noticed that there's been a real infusion of enthusiasm since we met. I've, you know, I've just noticed that your the the stories that you're now writing have gone up a level, haven't they? They've gone up a notch. They have. I mean, I'll be honest with people. When I left my job, I had no idea what I was doing. I remember sitting at my laptop on a Monday morning with a flickering cursor thinking, oh, my God, what have I done? I actually have no idea how to run a business. But, I mean, by putting myself out there, I've eventually met different people who have helped me along the way. I've gotten myself a business mentor. And then slowly, slowly, doors have started opening for me. And I've connected with these people who have given me the content and the stories that I need to take my writing to the next level. Because I'm not just about writing. I'm about writing about stories that have impact and that, you know, someone from Guatemala or the US or New Zealand will read and they will see something in that story. And it will just set off a little cog in their head and they might just think to themselves, wow, if that person started from there, maybe I can do something to change my world. It's a way way of moving the, the concept of content into a, a much more beneficial global story. We, you've actually rewritten one of my blog posts called Global Social Connectedness, and I, I, I'm going to post that very shortly. And, um, you know, the idea that the world is really ready and eager for this stuff. The world is eager to hear the good stuff. They, they want to hear good news. And, and you're writing about people who are doing good stuff, Kaz Aston, Ariana Huffington, and uh, my friend Melanie what I want people to do is I want you to at least try, if you, if you haven't yet, and this is the third podcast, if you haven't yet been inspired to try Twitter, just have a go. It's actually a pretty funky thing. If you want to follow Sarah, her handle is Kanata A-U, C-A-N-N-A-T-A-A-U. She's at today at 902 followers, almost certainly within a week at 1,000 followers. Watch her progress over time. If you want to follow along the uh, the actual website we're tracking this on is Twitter for Writers with the numeral four, twitterforwriters.com and we're using the hashtag TwitterWrite. We're teaching you to Twitter write. If you're a writer, use Twitter. If you want to do Twitter, do Twitter right. I thought that was pretty clever. <laughs> I might be the only one in the world that believes that. But anyway, hashtag Twitter right. We've got a lovely logo there. Follow us along. We're going to be doing these every couple of weeks. I know you've got to run and do some, some gigs. I'll, um, I'll finish this off now and do the editing today and put it on SoundCloud. I, I really want to thank you, Sarah, for being part of this. You have completely changed the way I view all of this science because you're a, a living, breathing case study for me. I am. And I mean, the thing is here, what we're doing a couple of different things. We're, edu- we're helping to educate people about Twitter. And yes, we are directing it towards writers, but I mean, the formula is basically the same for everybody. Anybody could do what we're doing from any sector, any part of the world, and it translates. So there's that side of things. And then for me, what it's doing is it's giving me an outlet to actually share these stories about these incredible people who otherwise, you know, the world may not have known. And that's the thing. There's so many awesome people out there. And we also we always know the Oprahs and the Richard Bransons and that kind of thing. But we don't necessarily get to hear the stories about the Daniel Flynn's and the Annalise Jennings. And, I mean, it's also because of the kind of story that we're creating here. Because, I mean, 
each of those people have had incredible setbacks. I mean, if you track Daniel Flynn's story and thank you story, the amount of setbacks that these poor people went through over three, over a three-year period, I mean, 99% of people would give up. And that's, mm. what, that's what makes the most successful people successful. They don't give up and they don't accept no for they an answer. Keep going. They just keep going. I've often said that, that really the success belongs to the people that just get up again. Exactly. It's almost like, you know, okay, that happened, time to get up and let's see what else happens. It's just like it's an innate thing in these kind of people. And, I mean, that's mm. what I find fascinating. And inspiring. Exactly. Well, I'm going to let you run off to your, your uh, corporate gigs and, and do your networking and all these funky people that you're meeting. Awesome. I'm going to wrap this up today, and we'll be back in a few weeks with the part four of the Twitter right journey. And uh, let us know what you're thinking. Connect with us on Twitter, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Catch you later. 